Lego. Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Back to Brick podcast. I'm your host, Garrett, and this is the podcast where we talk to AFOLs from around the world about their designs and their creations, and we get down to the bricking news from this past week. Thank you all for listening. If it's your first time coming onto the show, thank you for spending the time, you know, giving this podcast a listen. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you for coming back and listening to some great episodes. This is our designer interview, but since we've been a little bit busy... I just spent the weekend with my in-laws and my wife and our nephew and niece at Hershey this week. We had a bunch of fun on some of the rides and lots of chocolate. And I've also been pretty busy building my Lego entries to the Lego house. Uh, we've got the Biltmore Mansion and we've got the Playscaper, which I'll post on my Instagram so you can check them out. And hopefully we'll have pictures from the Lego houses. They will be displayed there this coming September. So... I hope you take time to listen to this episode. This is going to be a callback episode from Brick18 with Adam Dodge or Adam, son of William on Instagram. It's a great episode and not that long, so you can definitely enjoy a callback to some of our beginning days here at the Back to Brick podcast. And I highly recommend you subscribe to our podcast on any of your podcasting apps, such as Google, Apple, or Spotify, so you can catch up on the latest of our episodes and our callback episodes as we're doing this week. So I'll thank you, and now we'll get right into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Back to Brick, the unofficial LEGO podcast. The podcast designed for the many adult fans of LEGO, AFOLDS for short, to get a behind-the-scenes look at the LEGO creations they know and love, through the inspiring interviews with Lego designers and builders from around the world. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Garrett. And today, as I said in the opening, we're going to be talking to Adam Dodge, a great Flickr designer of Lego, of course, who's designed so many things from the bust of Galactus to a city scene to Star Wars scenes to creatures to... Well, pretty much everything. So if you'll bear with me for the next minute or so as I talk about a little of the admin, then we'll jump right into the interview. And, you know, the podcast is coming along. I really appreciate all of the feedback I'm getting, especially through the Instagram. That's the easiest way at Back to Brick 2. And I, I think that we're going to continue to grow. We've split up the show a little bit. Try, we're trying to see if uh, the news would be better served separately as its own standalone episode, and we're going to try that out for a couple weeks. As this is a new show, and we've just started, it, it's good to test things out, really find your your way here. And I've I've tried my best, you know, to to keep up and support all those builders as well as all the other ones that I talk to uh, throughout the day. It's really fun to see the designs because it changes every day. Somebody's building something today, and it'll come out tomorrow, and some may take weeks. It's really cool. I hope to, you know, find some time to do that here in the future as we've moved a lot of, you know, stress. We've got stress with trying to figure out how to take care of the animals, stress with managing some of the things we need to repair or update in the house, then work, which I still work all the time. And then there's more work because the military likes to throw more work at you. And then I have a qualifications. It's it's just on and on and on. <sighs> And I know a lot of people are probably stressing at this point in their lives and trying to find, you know, something to do. It's hard, definitely through COVID, to keep yourself occupied and still 
remain confident and, you know, optimistic about, you know, this is just temporary. So, you know, if you have some Lego sets sitting around, which I do, I need to just open them and, and have some fun and build. And maybe I'll do that this week. I hope you guys are all doing well and staying safe and healthy out there. And I really hope you enjoy this interview. And we've got some great things coming in the future. So stick around to the end of the episode and we'll get to talking about it. All right, let's get to the nerdier part, the interview. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Back to Brick podcast. Today, we're going to have a special guest, Adam Dodge. You can find him over at Flickr or on his Instagram account at Adam's son of William. That's all one word. And you can check out some of his great builds. Adam, thank you again. Uh, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And uh, we're really interested in talking about your awesome designs because you've got quite a few. But first, we'll start out with the basics. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm a uh, father of two, 40 years old. I've been building for the most part of my life, I think. I tend to build things that are pop culture I lean towards a lot of space builds, sci-fi type things. From I am big into Micropolis. If anyone knows about that stuff, it, it's a jam. So it's kind of where I go. Awesome. Yeah, I, I see in your account, you've got a very expansive um, build type and some really creative uh, ideas, which we'll talk about here. Um, but I always started off with our first question is, um, if you had a minifigure, and you can make it look like you, what would it look like? And if it have any sort of utensils or tools, what would they be? Um, I've built myself as a fig many times. So I don't know if I can pinpoint what I would be wearing, but I know the head years ago, they came out with a head. And I have the number. It is 4261301. And it is the uh, yellow minifigure head with a bit of a beard and glasses. And as soon as that one came out, I was like, that looks like me. That That's going to be the head I'm going to use. So I was lucky enough to uh, take part in a bulk buy. So I have 200 of them at my disposal. Use them and fill them in. That, that is a bulk buy right there. Yeah, yeah. It worked out nicely. So, but since then I've used it in, you know, I'll make a space build and there I am, or I'll make a pirate build and just insert myself into that. So. If I'm doing a sig fig of any kind, usually it's something casual. Cool. Now, do you, are most of your Lego scenes that you build, you try to inject yourself in them in some, at some point? Yeah, especially if I'm doing something for a, an event or a show, because mm-hmm. um, then it's a little bit more fun. If it's something just at home, I, I rarely do. I was going to say, that's a very um, Quentin Tarantino thing to throw yourself in your own work. But it's cool. What's, what's your history with Lego? How did, how did you start? Uh, into the Lego world, pretty much. Um, well, as many people, I started as a, as a kid. I have I remember seeing old pictures when I was you know two or three and playing on the floor with my dad with a, a bucket full of bricks. And I think as I grew up, I grew the interest in it and you know get the annual Christmas Lego set or something like that. I never went away from it. I never had a dark age as many people do. I I say maybe I have like a gray age because. You know, you do go through high school or at the ages, other interests start to pop in, but I never fully went away from it. And uh, then when I finally became an adult, I started to streamline my interests and and Lego kind of won, which is nice because I was able to make connections in and around the community and sort of make a local 
Lego community based on that interest. As you're talking about your Lego community, are you specifically talking about a group that you started or like a, uh, a community lug, which uh, we can talk about a little for listeners that don't know what that is. Yeah, it was a, um, so the, the true story, we have, we have a lug, we have a registered uh, Lego users group here in the province. And we're not a large enough province to necessitate more than one. Many of, you know, states and provinces, they'll have three, four, depending on population. But our whole province is less, or just over a million. So we don't really have the numbers to need more than one. Um, and so it actually started that a friend of mine, he gave me a call because there was a guy selling Lego at a garage sale. And so got in the car, drove on down. He'd already picked through all the good parts. So I was kind of going through the rest of it. <laughs> And we got chatting. We got chatting with the guy who was doing it, and uh, you know he had bags of this and ten dollars a pound of that and all that sort of stuff. And in chatting with him, he was more of a technic builder, so he was just selling system stuff, base plate, minifigure. And the more we got chatting, the more we realized, no, he's still into it, and I'm into it, and my friend's into it. And then we kind of got the idea of, well, maybe we should make a group. Maybe we should make a thing out of it. And so that kind of we were in contact and we were kind of, you know, chatting about the idea for a while. And then another friend of mine who I'd known for a while talked to him a little bit. So he joined. So it was slow going and it was kind of the four of us for maybe two years, two and a half years. Uh, but we would do small events. We would do local train shows and hobby shows with just a table or two uh, of usually a city scene my friend who was into Technic, he would make something moving. Like one time he made a wrecking ball and my other friend had made a building he was done with. So the whole show, he just slowly chipped away at this building. And I guess it attracted enough attention to people who were also into it that we slowly started to pick up members. And now we're 10, 11 years later and we're at about 53 members. I think. That's some good numbers. Um, do you guys, I mean, I guess pre-COVID, did you guys meet pretty regularly or is it like a once a month thing then just preparing for uh, some Lego conventions to show the work? Yeah, we would, we would try and have monthly meetings. So we're in the, we're, I'm in the capital city, Regina. And so there's about over half of the members are in my city here. And then we have sort of scattered ones in various rural areas around us. And then, um, the next major city is about two hours North of here, uh, Saskatoon, half a dozen people there. And then some even further North. So we would try and have meetings monthly back and forth from Regina, Saskatoon. Our shows that we would take part in, usually it's around about a dozen a year, large ones and small ones. Mm -hmm. And they scatter around. So anytime we would have a show, we try and like get together for a quote unquote meeting. And, you know, we talk shop and we talk about all the, the things we need to do business wise. And then it's fun. And we talk about what's out. And so we do try and meet regularly and with the shutdown going on right now, uh, we did have a couple of just information emails for a couple months just to kind of, you know, keep everyone informed. But the past two months we tried uh, zoom meeting mm -hmm. and unfortunately like it didn't get everybody. Some people couldn't connect. Some people were just quiet. Some people have used this time to actually step away from the hobby a little bit, which I find kind of interesting. Um, but I get it. You know, people are, it's it's an odd time and people are going to react to it the way they're mm -hmm. so it's it's been nice to see the visuals of other people and how they're doing 
and so I kind of hope when all this is said and done and we can actually get together, it's going to be just a banger of a good time. Uh, it's nice to have a big group of people that you can uh, just talk with about Lego. I know I have a few friends that I talk to, and then I jump online with some groups from Instagram. But like having a local group is nice because then you can meet up and you can help with builds and do things together. And then for those people that do step back, you know, it's it's all on them. I know I've stepped farther into building lego during this time it's just trying to maintain but you know everyone's different you know i i think that whatever helps them for me it's just you know let's let's build more Mm -hmm. yeah and i i totally understand when people need to do something else or get themselves in a different space and i've i like you i found sort of the opposite because earlier this fall i was in quite a, a funk i was in a builder's block i wasn't really interested in doing anything so when COVID kind of hit and a lot of the shows were canceled. It was almost a relief because it's like, okay, I don't have to be forced to make it. But then as time went on, I started thinking about the projects I've kind of always wanted to do. And it's like, oh, geez, I got the time now. So yeah, let's dive into that one. And so I whipped off a, a series of my, I have some Jar Jar Binks builds. So I did that for a week and a half or so. And, and uh, then some other things that I've been sort of tinkering with planning other things and, and getting excited about it. The physical aspect, like I've, I've tried to have sort of an online thing and, and Flickr was really hopping for a couple of years. There was a lot of back and forth and chatter and groups and things were going. And then it kind of trickled off. And so it's having that physical community around has really been, I think, beneficial for me. I, I really like your Jar Jar Bing scenes. So, um, for people listening, it looks like you've just taken Jar Jar's figure and kind of just placed him all around uh, Star Wars scenes, or any scenes for that matter, and uh, just kind of made him adapt. Uh, what what inspired you for that? Uh, well, I remember hearing about there was some novel that came out which wrapped up his story, I guess. The official now canon or whatever it is, is that he ended up being a clown or a juggler on the, the streets of feed, I think is how it kind of wrapped up. And I always felt like I was never, you know, when the movie came out, I was 19. It was the first Star Wars movie in forever. And I was like, holy cow, Star Wars. Yes, it's amazing. And I watched Phantom Menace in the theater. And I never had a, I never had a dislike for Jar Jar. Like a lot of people think he's like the worst thing since Ewoks and I get it. But I've always thought about that series of movies it's for kids and so jar jar was it was the ewoks it was for kids and so hearing that he's basically like written as this now he's just a bumbling clown or whatever i was like no he's got to have a better that so i came up with this sort of story where he realizes you know what i'm I'm, i can't live this way anymore i gotta change it up and it's got to be drastic otherwise no one's gonna buy it so he turns into a like vicious bounty hunter and cast away his name and his whole society just to like change up who he is. So that's kind of where it came from. And it was honestly sitting on a shelf three, four years. So having the time, it was like, ah, now, now's the time. Let's go. I, I, I think it's great too. Cause it's very creative because when I think of like Jar Jar, you think of the bumbling buffoon we get from Phantom Menace. And then somehow he becomes a Senator for the galactic Senate. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, it gives a fun little backstory to him. Um, and the scenes are really nice because they're not too big. You've got maybe like 
three or four other characters, but um, you're talking maybe three or five to seven inch wide scenes from uh, an episode instead of building, well, I don't know, a giant building to put them in. Yeah, I was I was trying to keep it small because I was basically doing them daily. So I didn't need anything large and expansive. And I had done a series like that uh, a couple of years ago about a, an A-Wing, someone rebuilding an A-Wing. And it was the same sort of idea of, I, you know, this is the only thing I need to tell about this right now. This is This is all I need to have on there is this little pocket of the story and then write about it. So I didn't think I needed some sort of angled, expansive, you know, street. Yeah, and I think that gives it a more welcoming kind of scene because then you can almost picture yourself being in that part of the whatever's going on. Now, as you talked about, you've you've been starting to build as a kid, which you didn't have a dark age, which is really nice. I mean, some people go through that, but what really, uh, I guess, motivated you into your own builds and starting to do your own mocks and things like that? I think a lot of it was trying to maybe replicate things that Lego did make. Um, I have a very foggy memory of trying to build the Colosseum at one point in time. Granted, it was like one quarter red, quarter yellow one. Because I don't think tan was available at that point. Um, so a lot of it was that. And then I think when I started diving into the online community in Flickr, there were a number of building challenges and groups that were... These are sort of things that we're building. Why don't you give it a try? And so starting to go that direction and like, I've never built one of those. Let's try it. Let's, let's see what I can do with it. So getting inspiration from community, I think, is what led me even deeper into the community. How, actually, better question. How would you describe your style of building? It's hard to say, but I think that I, like, I, I wish I could describe it as like really adventurous and I'm you know, testing different parts. And I do think I play things a little bit on the safe side. I'm going for a vision that's in my head. And oftentimes when I get there, I'm just kind of happy with it. And then it's not till afterwards that I'm like, oh, maybe I should have changed that. So I think that I, I personally need to push my own style so that maybe I'm trying different things. But in the end, if, if I'm happy with it, that's kind of the point. I shouldn't have to live up to someone else's expectations, of, you know, this or that. And I've, I've had it on, a couple of photos on Flickr where someone will comment of like, oh, why didn't you do this? Or you could have used this part instead. And they're not wrong. But it's also like, yeah, but I wanted to use that part. So I did. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's the hardest thing with, in general, social media is that you compare yourself to others thinking you have to live up to a, a higher standard, but just live up to your own standard, which is already hard. And mm -hmm. Everybody gets that challenge, especially with designing, because you may think you're not creative enough, but then if you put it out there and people like it, or if they don't, just be happy with what you built. Yeah, oh, 100%. And I know, like, even within our own group, we always have people and they feel like they're not up to where some of the other builders are, you know, a show and they're afraid to bring their own stuff. And I'm always encouraging, say, whatever you build, like, that's awesome. Even, you know, we're all different places, we're all different stages where we're building or our abilities or whatever you want. And so it's just great to bring your stuff out and, and show it and be proud of even if, you know, the thing that you built is something that someone else could have built 10 years ago, but that's what you're building now. And that's, that's what's important because that's where you are. Now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I have to say like, back to like how I, how you defined your style. I, I think of it's kind of quirky. Like you have a rock 
versus paper versus scissors in in a wrestling match which that is so creative like you made them little characters well and yeah that one sorry that one came from a little we have little friendly building competitions in our group and it's always sort of the thing to build beat this one guy who, who tends to win a fair so that one uh our challenge was three we just had to build something along the lines so that's what i thought of and i was like okay, i gotta make this really good and so that's where that, that sorry i missed that did you win i i did win that one yeah nice i i think it's a it's winner because it's it, the, you got the angry eyes, you got them in boxing gloves. It, it looks like a, a real match, uh, a real fight, which is really funny. Yeah, it was good. And someone recently asked if I was going to turn it into a, like, an ideas submission. And? And part of me is, well, part of me <laughs> is like, why would anyone want to buy this thing? Like, it's big and kind of goofy and whatever. But then it's like, hmm, you never know. Yeah, that's the, I mean, I think everyone gets that challenge with an idea set. Because I have like... I think I've talked about it on the show before, like three or four that have just been sitting because I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's the right time. Mm. Uh, I, I could do this better because I built that so long ago. And then you just never do. And there's like, oh, well, what's the harm? You should throw yeah. it out there. Maybe people will love it. Yeah, you never know what's going to catch fire, right? Your idea could be, like, ah, you know, it's maybe okay. And like, holy cow. So, yeah, some, I mean, some of the most recent ones, especially during COVID, have just jumped from zero to 10,000 and, a week, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. I know that, uh, as I said, you did some quirky builds, but you also do like some really cool architecture and scenes. What, what, um, what's prompted you to do some of those uh, kind of builds, or is it just because you like the new challenge? I, I think with with uh, some of the architecture things, I know we um, as a group we ran a Flickr contest called March Architecture because it was an architecture challenge during March. Hmm. And so I think that, you know, I, as I like the architecture series, I like sort of what they clean. Some of them really are, um, but they've never really, I'm not a collector of them, but I like sort of the idea of them. And then with building Micropolis, um, you know, learning what the pieces can actually be used to emulate various building. So, so I think that's probably where that comes from more is my Micropolis build. And when it comes to scenes, I, I like the idea of story. I like the idea of being able to build something. And when you look at it, hopefully you kind of get what's going on. And like the Jar Jar builds, not having to build something giant all the time that I can just take this little slice of life. That's all I need to worry about. And maybe I can pack in some more detail because of it or, or little aspects that people can, can see that are fine. And for your Acropolis builds. So can you explain that to the listeners, what that means? Um, so Micropolis is a building standard that was uh, engineered, originated from Twin Lug, a lug in Minnesota. The idea is that it was a, a 16 by 16 plate, and then a brick, a plate, and then a tile road with connection points in specific spots. And there is a standard. If you look up Twin Lug Micropolis, you'll find and so the idea was that each of these 16 by 16 sections would be a quarter of a larger block. And if I am at home and I decide to throw together six of them, and then my buddy puts together four of them, and someone else puts together three of them, whatever, we bring them to a show and all of a sudden we have a city. So I may only build a couple buildings, but now together, it's something much grander. And I know a lot of the ideas have taken off 
builders coming from all over the country or the world. And if you have 100 people bringing two little modules, well, now you have a huge city. And the various things that you can add into it, little sort of scenes and quirky things you can add into it. And, and I've always found it to be just a nice, you know, if I need something little to build or I'm itching to build, it can be a nice throw-together thing. It could be a nice thing that I kind of keep in my back pocket and I'm going to a show so I can bring a whole bunch and it kind of looks quasi-impressive. And seeing where you can kind of push the boundary of, of the scale, essentially. The thing that I equate everything to for scale-wise is the So the generalized sort of scale of the car is a one-by-two jumper with a one-by-one tile on. That's just the basic and so, okay, if that's that size, then how can I make a skyscraper? Big uh, soccer stadium, and I don't think it's too big, but maybe it is. And, and you can kind of push the idea of scale in it. But it's also kind of freeing because you don't actually have to make too much when it comes to it. You can still be part of something. And with your lug, I mean, if one person brought one each for a show, that's, I mean, almost 60 you could gi- create a giant city out of that. Yeah, and very easily. And, and if, if all that one builder has to do is just commit to one thing, that's, it's very small on their part, but then it looks impressive from the outside. Yeah, it's a, it's a community effort, which yeah. if somebody built a, a theater and somebody else built a theater, well, you've got like 20 you can put between them. It wouldn't even make a difference. You wouldn't notice. Yeah, and, and it's like real life. You know, you have competing businesses all the all the place. So someone builds an octane station here, someone builds an octane station, you put it over there. So hey, uh, <laughs> a McDonald's on this square, and then a block later, another McDonald's, and then a block later, another yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> Just a full intersection of Starbucks, you know? That's all yep. I mean, I couldn't, it's, it's hard enough for me to drive a mile to the Starbucks. 1.2 miles, uh, like... That's that's a stretch. <laughs> that's too much yeah. work. Too much work. <laughs> well, that, that's really cool. Do you have a? Uh, I've seen there's a, quite a few on here. You've got like a a water slide or a, a theme park style. Is there any that you've you haven't built yet that you're you're itching to do? I I have always wanted to do more just generals because whenever I put even my own modules together, I don't get a lot of height. There's only one or one or two that I've I've done that have maybe been more than thirty bricks high. Uh, but then when you you realize when you start building these things how much you know trans bricks it takes to make all those windows or much detail you got to put in, and they look good when they're done. They can be very parts intensive, especially with all the repetition. So I haven't put in essentially the to spend the to make something that I know is going to stand there probably for years. Those parts are, but every now and then it's worth doing every now and then it's worth trying. So I just have a few more questions because I know I've taken quite a bit of your time. Um, one is, uh, do you have any, any big builds that you're, you're looking at doing in the next couple of weeks? Not currently only because usually the big stuff is for events and things that we do. A lot of times we'll do collaborate. We had an idea for a Jurassic Park thing, but it's kind of on hold because of the shows that we're building for it. Right, maybe another or so before we. I know I want to build. I I like A wings, and I I didn't get the big set only because I don't want to put it, but I want to build a little fleet of A wings. So that's on my that's on my 
Are you going to like the different variants? Because I, I mean, we've got what a uh, red, blue, green. I'm trying to think, were there any other colors of the A wing? I don't think there's any. Yeah, that have been really featured. But I, the the ones that I have built right now have the like brick built fins. But I brick linked a bunch of the the new thinner fins. So it's a a lot of it's an update. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do a little some personalized ones. I did have an idea of doing like an all black stealth A wing, but we'll see if that if that materializes. That would be cool. Um, I, I always like just when people go off and do their own for Star Wars. You can make it look exactly like it, but then having that cool color twist or like extra feature, like a giant mega gun underneath, is a very, very uh, awful of us to to change it to make it our own yeah (laughs) yeah very much and then uh i guess my final question is and we've talked about it a lot because you you talk about how how you've created your own designs but then now you you've bonded with others but in general how how do you think lego has changed you or affected your life i i will only say that it has done so positive i i try and think of i try and think of where i would be or what i would be if it was not for this hobby do not think I would be in such a place where I would know people. When I think of the friends that I have, it's 90%. The other hobbies that I have were very introverted type hobbies. I, I collected comics and like so quarter century. So that's kind of, but it's not the community. It's not the enjoyment. So I, because of that and the chance meeting at a sale 11, 12 years ago, now have these people around me and across the country, across the continent, and even across the world, I've been able to. It's done nothing who I am. And it, it's great because it it does open us up to not just friendship, but even just like learning from others. Like you said, in your lug, you, you guys take designs or steel, but really you're sharing it. That's when you share a Lego mock or some modification, you're sharing techniques you're learning from each other and that's what that's what community should be that yeah and it's it's uh we're not hostile either which is really nice because i don't think i've ever met anyone that's like oh my god you you took my whole design um and i mean if you're if if you're a good person you're gonna say hey this is just i've designed this but some of it was a creative uh um lead on from this builder because you know we pay homage to those that started it and you can either fix it to be better or just to what you want and i think others realize that this community is like that we're we're not hostile against each other we just want to be appreciated for our work and help others in their own work could not agree more i think your designs are excellent i i really hope others all our listeners out there um Check out the show notes because I'm I'm gonna put uh, Adam's Flickr and Instagram in there to see his designs. They're they're very creative, quirky, uh, as I said before, but detailed too. And you know, some of them you may appreciate a lot, and some of them you don't. But that's the whole point: is just know that Adam appreciates them, and that's why he put them out there. So, Adam, I want to thank you again for. Uh, taking the time to come on the show i think thank you very much for having me it's been a lovely conversation it really has thank you adam i uh i hope to have you back on the show again to bring up our last point if you know or are interested in like meeting up with others that like lego go and check out a lot they're all over the country in not just america but around the world 
and it'll you know you might make a friend you might make more than one friend and maybe you should you can start your own and i know as we talked about adam that it really gives you a really cool base to build off of and i I would definitely add in don't be intimidated because there will be someone who is absolutely you you will see as phenomenal but you can't stack up where you are i completely agree there are people that will push you to do better and that's that's the point we're all here to build on each other and uh okay uh and i thank you again adam and i hope to talk to you soon yeah me too I, I loved having interviews like that. It's where it's it's smooth. It's a really fun conversation more than anything. I don't like to think of this as like I'm important because I'm not and interviewing people that just enjoy Legos as much as I do or more because that's possible. There are things I don't like Ninjago very much. I know others do, uh, but it's just nice to have somebody else to talk to about the things you like. It hobbies are, you know, not for everybody, but when you find somebody that does like it, you have a special bond of sorts and I think that's really healthy. So you should also look for people that like things that you like. It doesn't have to be your spouse, although mine likes Legos too. But having a friend or just a colleague that you can talk with is is very relaxing and gives you an outlet to really show how you feel about something. And I'll continue to provide updates on everything around here. The studio is still a pile of stuff, or as I will be posting, behold my stuff, because that's all it is. It's just a giant pile. I have so many ideas, but, you know, I got to take some time to execute them, and hopefully I'll get around to that. But stay tuned especially with the Lego Diagon Alley Harry Potter set coming out soon, we're going to be coming out with another special episode that you can build along with, hopefully providing some really fun details about Harry Potter you may have never known about. So I just want to thank you again for listening, and if you've subscribed, also another thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't. So, you know, you'll be the first one to hear some of the episodes that are coming out with some of our great conversations with the builders and the latest news and discussions from around the Lego world. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Back to Brick and on Instagram, Back to Brick 2. Both are with the numbers, 2. And, uh, you know, if you like the show, let me know. If you don't like the show, also let me know. I'm open to all kinds of criticism. I hope the rest of your week is filled with creativity and joy. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. Get creative, get out there, and go build something.